Hello, word nerds. How are you doing today? This is the podcast called The Dictionary, and I am Spencer, and I am reading this book in short sections, and then I talk about the things that I read, and I try to explain them for myself and for you and for all the other people out there and all the other the pets and the animals and the things who are listening to this. Uh, that's how the show goes. There are sound effects to designate when a word ends and another word starts, and there are sometimes songs and silly things and guests. And go check the show notes for more information. The first word in this episode is despotism. D-E-S-P-O-T-I-S-M. One, two, three. Noun from circa 1727. 1A. Rule by a despot. Despot, despot. Either one is fine. So the rule, what is this? It doesn't say ruled by. It's not the people who are ruled by. It is a rule that a despot creates. Rule by, no, this is just, um, if a place is ruled, that whole thing is called the rule. It's kind of a weird English thing, isn't it? Rule by a despot. I don't know of a better way to explain that. 1B, despotic exercise of power so when and there's a exercise of power if somebody is using their power in a tyrannical way with lots of authority that would be despotic and that whole thing is called despotism 2a a system of government in which the ruler has unlimited power synonym is absolutism the despotism is run by a despot. Yeah, this is... I I just... I, I, I realize that this happens a lot. There are lots of countries that have... You could call them a despot. You could call them all those other words that we have that are similar. But, uh, but yeah, it's kind of crazy that something like that happens. And then they can just rule the country in whatever way they want. To be a despotic state... So that could be like a state, a region, a country, uh, and it is ruled by a despot in with unlimited power. That is it for all the despot words. I, I never know. Despot, des, despot, despot. Spit over there, you despot. The next word. Ooh, what's my, my sound effect is going to be... Uh, mm, mm, mm. The next word is desquamate. D-E-S-Q-U-A-M-A-T-E. Intransitive verb from 1828. To peel off in scales. To peel off in scales? Desquamation is a noun. What are you... Are you taking a fish, a lizard, a thing that has scales, and are you peeling them off scale by scale? I don't like the sound of this at all. Maybe it is. Do you desquamate a fish when you catch it and you cook it? I have never done that. I never will do that. But I guess maybe that's what it is. To peel off in scales. Or maybe it's an orange. Maybe you can cut the orange peel into scales and then you can peel it all off. This is from the Latin verb desquamare, which means to scale, which is from de plus squama which means scale. The squamas, the scales are the squamas, and to scale is desquamare. Yeah, I got, that must mean to just 
take off the scales of a living thing. Mm-mm-mm. The next word is dessert. D-E-S-S-E-R-T. Which is really one of the best words in the whole world. Noun from 1600. One. A usually sweet course or dish as of pastry or ice cream usually served at the end of a meal although i do think it makes much more sense to serve it at the beginning of the meal because in case you die during your meal you will at least have gotten dessert if you're into that sort of thing a dish a course a course i mean that's kind of the same thing you know a a meal can be in five courses you get a an appetizery thing, a salad thing, and soup thing, an entree thing, and then a dessert thing. Um, or it's just a dish. Like, if your meal is not made up of courses, then the dessert is just a dish. It says, pastry or ice cream. Yes, that covers a lot of ground, but there are so many other types of desserts. Number two is British. A fresh fruit served after a sweet course. What? So... If they're eating a lot of courses in a meal, then after the sweet course, there is a dessert course, which is fresh fruit. Now, what do they call the sweet course? Does that have a whole different name? Gotta talk to my Brit people, my British, my Brits, what you up to? Tell me what you call this sweet course. Is it dessert? Is it another thing? Is this more of an old school way of talking about this thing? Oh, the etymology, this is from Middle French, desservir, I'm, I'm so good at speaking French, desservir, and that means to clear the table. What? Did you know this? I didn't know this. That is from de plus servir, which means to serve. So when you serve, you bring everything out, but then you put in the de or the des in front of it, and you're clearing the table. And so, what? Does this mean that when you get the dessert, you have cleared everything else except for the dessert, or the table gets cleared when you get the dessert? I think I think back in the day, if we're looking at more of this old-school way of thinking, they probably cleared everything, then, you, then they brought the dessert, but then they still had to clear that. So it's, uh, I don't know if that works. But that's, that's sort of my idea of that. Oh, dessert, how are you doing? The next word, mm-mm-mm, dessert spoon, one word, noun from 1754, a whole 154 years after dessert. So they had to eat dessert with their hands before the dessert spoon was invented. Number one, a spoon intermediate in size between a teaspoon and a tablespoon for use in eating dessert. And if you are at a place that has courses or particularly fancy, they're, hmm, now I don't know if they would put the dessert spoon out with all of the other utensils. You know, you got seven forks on one side and three knives on the other side and then spoons up above or something. But I don't know if they give you this the spoon at the beginning. I just don't remember. Either way, it's between a teaspoon and a tablespoon. It's a medium-sized spoon. Number two, the synonym is 
dessert spoonful. Dessert spoonful and dessert spoon. And that actually is our next word. So let's say some sounds. Mm-mm-mm. Dessert spoonful. Noun from 1839. One, as much as a dessert spoon will hold. It is a dessert spoonful, which is a mouthful to say. Number two is chiefly British. A unit of measure equal to about two and a half fluid drams. Two and a half fluid drams. Well, I may have to do some conversions with my good old friend Google and put that in the show notes so you can see what two and a half fluid drams converts to. I would assume it is somewhere between a teaspoon and a tablespoon just based on the other definitions, but I'm I'm not entirely sure. It could be something different. We will find out. What is it in ounces? What is it in teaspoons or tablespoons? Uh, What are the other liquid volume measurements that we use? Mm, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. We'll find out. Dessert spoonful. The next word. Mm-mm-mm. Dessert wine. Two words. Noun from 1773. A usually sweet wine typically served with a dessert or afterward. I just had one of these, although I guess technically it was an ice wine, but I think you can still consider that a dessert wine, although I do think that dessert wines typically would be like a port or something like that uh, that you get. But ice wines are, well, let me backtrack. Ports are usually much stronger in alcohol than like a regular wine, so you usually pour a lot less, maybe like one ounce or two ounces. You just sip it. You have a little bit at a time. You don't take it like a shot. That is not that is not cultured. Uh, ice wines also, I think, tend to be higher alcohol, and you pour a little less. The bottles are smaller. But, uh, but yes, either way, it's a wine that is sweet, and you have it with dessert or after, so that's like a second dessert. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have any of this at home right now. I usually have at least one bottle, but yeah, got to get some. Got to get me some dessert wine. Going to get me some dessert wine. Let's have some dessert wine. I'm going to drink the whole bottle in one sitting. No, I'm not. The next word is mm-mm-mm. destabilize. Transitive verb from 1924. One, to make unstable. You're taking the stabilization away from a thing so it is not stable anymore. What could we be talking about? Well, I do a lot of camera stuff, so that's the first thing I think of, although usually with camera things, you want to stabilize it because maybe you shot it handheld, so that's the opposite of this. But also, number two, to cause, as a government, to be incapable of functioning or surviving. You're making the government unstable. How do you do this? You take out people, you, 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 I don't know, I don't know, lots of things, I guess, that you can do, but whatever it is, uh, you're putting in people who maybe aren't going to do a good job, I don't know. The government is not going to be capable of functioning or surviving, so you are destabilizing it. Destabilization is a noun. Next word. Mm-mm-mm. Destain, transitive verb from 1927, to selectively remove stain from 
And the example, what what are you removing it from? It is a specimen for microscopic study. So, now I do know that when they're making the slides for a microscope, they there's the glass slide, and then they put the specimen on the thing, and then they put that drop of something. Now, is it a stain? I think it might be a, some sort of stain. So things pop better. They can, they're more visually seeable. Uh, and then I think they put a little glass piece on top of that so it's all squished in that one little spot. But how do you and why do you de-stain? You're selectively removing the stain from the specimen so I don't know, maybe we've got to put in the, in the show notes a link to talk a little bit more about this because I'm curious now about uh, de-staining a microscopic specimen. Mm-mm-mm. The next word is de-Stalinization or de-Stalinization. Uh, so it's D-E hyphen and then there's a capital S, Stalinization. Noun from 1951, the discrediting of Stalin and his policies. Stalin was a leader in Europe and had a whole bunch of policies, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people did not like him or what he had to say, and so that's why there was this whole thing of discrediting him and getting rid of his ideas and just, you know, just de-Stalinizationing, de-Stalinizing. De-Stalinizing it all. Next word. Mm-mm-mm. De-stigmatize. Transitive verb from 1973. To remove associations of shame or dis- disgrace from, as in, de-stigmatize mental illness. And I very much like this idea, personally, This is my podcast, so I get to say what I believe personally about things, which, you know, they're clearly correct. Uh, But yes, there is still a lot of shame and disgrace and embarrassment and all those other similar words around mental illness specifically. That is a really, really big topic. And, uh, you know, we talked about this in the depression episode recently, and uh, we were getting better at deep. My mouth doesn't want to say this word. We're getting better at destigmatizing it, but we still have a lot of work to do. So if you have some some stigma, some shame, disgrace, embarrassment around mental illness or something else like that, uh, maybe see what you can do to destigmatize it in your brain so uh, you can just feel better about it because you should feel better about everything about yourself. Um, trying to think, what are what are some other examples of things that can be destigmatized? Um, just just anything that other people or groups of people may look down upon, or or, uh, but it's more about the shame or disgrace. So it's more about your personal feelings. But those personal feelings are based on kind of what culture and society say. So yeah, yeah. We're getting better. We're getting better, but we still, who I know I've said that a lot, but there's still a lot, a lot, a lot of people who still look down on things, you know, from th- issues of, of gender and race and mental illness and, and lots of more topics. 
The next word. Mm-mm-mm. Distyle or distale. This is D-E. That's the first word. Second word is S-T-I-J-L. Distyle. Noun from 1917. A school of art founded in Holland in 1917, typically using rectangular forms and the primary colors plus black and white and asymmetrical balance. This is from the Dutch phrase, de style, with a capital D, which literally means the style or the style. Um, And it says that a magazine published by members of the school. So there was a school. This is the School of Art that was founded in Holland in 1917. And then they made a magazine, I guess, and they called it De Style. And uh, and then that the, the art form became, became named De Style, which is kind of funny because it's very similar to The Style, just with that sort of loose way to say the word the. It's De Style. You know, it's The Style that everybody loves. It's that, that style? No, it's De Style. I think I know which one this is. Um, but I will post a picture on social media so I can confirm my suspicions and then you can also see what the style of art this is. The next word. Mm-mm-mm. Destination. Noun from the 14th century. One. The purpose for which something is destined. The purpose. So if you are destined to go on a trip to... Africa, then that is your destination. Maybe that's not the best example because, you know, we'll, we'll talk about uh, your, your, the destiny. We'll talk about that later. Um, number two, an act of appointing, setting aside for a purpose, or predetermining. So the act of appointing. So you're basically, you're creating, you're doing some things now to create a future which is the destination uh you're pointing or you're setting something aside for a purpose you're doing some predetermination um and so that that act of doing that thing is predestination because you are creating the destiny for that thing and yeah the destiny will be the last word in this episode number three a place to which one is journeying or to which something is sent, as in, kept their destination secret. They didn't want anybody to know where they were going. Maybe it was a secret honeymoon, just a secret trip. Uh, yeah, so you plan a trip. That's your destination. Where are you going to go? That's your destination. Is life about the destination? No, it's about the journey. It's about how you get to the destination, what you do to get there, all of the things that happen. It's like you're on the yellow brick road, that was the whole the whole thing about meeting the people and the experiences and making friends and having a good time. That's what it is. But it's a little bit about the destination, too. Four, a place worthy of travel or an extended visit. And this is often used attributively, as in a destination restaurant or a destination resort. So you have to go. It's it's so good. The resort, uh, 
the restaurant is so good, you have to go to a place, you have to travel probably a good distance to get there. Some really rich people will just get in their private jet and have a destination restaurant. They'll go to Paris for a, for a dinner and then come back. I don't think this is a great idea. It's a really big waste of resources with the plane and everything and the gas and all that. Uh, I'm sure there's just fine restaurants near where you are. Resort, obviously. Most of us don't live by a resort, so you have to travel to a resort. I think the most that I would travel to go to a restaurant would be... Hmm, probably an hour. I think even that is pushing it. To Just to go to one restaurant... I mean, if, it, if I was going to meet some friends at that restaurant and they live close by, I think that makes a lot more sense. That's when an hour is a lot easier for my brain to handle. But uh, but yeah, more 30, 45 minutes is much more reasonable just to go to a restaurant. Even that might be pushing it. You know what? My ideal is like five minutes. I don't like, I just want to stay close to home. The next word. Mm-mm-mm. Destin. I guess that's how you pronounce it, Destin. There is an E at the end. It is a transitive verb from the 14th century. One, to decree beforehand, and the synonym is predetermine. So if you are saying something before it happens, uh, that is destin. This this word I'm not so familiar with, and hmm, yeah. But I get the concept. Number two, A, to designate, assign, or dedicate in advance, as in, the younger son was destined, see, this is the context I know, was destined for the priesthood. He was designated, assigned, dedicated to it. They knew that he was going to do it. He showed signs maybe when he was younger. Also as in, a trait that destines them to failure. What sort of trait might that be? I don't think I've ever seen this word just... I mean, maybe I have, and I just can't think of it, but usually I feel like we see it in the past tense, destined, destined. I don't know if I've seen that version. Destines, a trait that destines them, maybe. But yeah, destined with the E. For some reason, I just feel like maybe I just don't use the word like that, so I haven't seen it, at least that I'm aware of. To be, to direct, devise, or set apart for a specific purpose or place, as in, freight destined for European ports. The European ports are the destination, um, and so this is all kind of similar to the number two definition for destination. That one is a noun, though, so that's the act of creating what something is destined for, uh, or creating the destination. The des- the destin? I guess it would be the... No, but this is a verb. So yeah, destin is a verb. Uh, it's an active thing that's happening. This podcast is destined to be very long. It's going to take a very long time to create this podcast. Other than that, I can't say what it is destined for. I can only guess. At the rate of how everything is going... It is destined to never be in the charts and just be a thing that, uh, that I do for myself. Okay, that was it for destin. Uh, 
the etymology is not terribly interesting. This is similar to something I feel like we just saw in the last few episodes. Um, it is from the Latin destinare, which is from day, plus stenare, which is from Latin stare, which means to stand. And I do think we saw that recently. I don't think I'm going to be able to find it, but it was. I was a little confused about why is this to stand? You're stopping a thing? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. That's okay. That's okay. But yes, um, I guess in this context, to stand, you, you, you're walking, you're walking to your destiny, to your destination, and then you stop and you stand and you are there. Okay. The next word. Mm-mm-mm. Destiny. D-E-S-T-I-N-Y. Destiny's child? Noun from the 14th century. One. Something to which a person or thing is destined. The synonym is fortune, as in, wants to control his own destiny. Well, he does. Whether he knows it or not, he does. There are times in your life when somebody might be making decisions for you, or it seems like they are, um, but, you know, when it all comes down to it, you ha- you do have control of your own destiny. You are making decisions both in your, your physical life, where, where you do, what you do, who you see, all those things, uh, but also your, your mental state. You control how you feel about a certain situation to a, to a degree. Uh, you can work on it if you don't like the way that your brain is thinking about things. I think that you can, to a, to a degree, control that. Um, yeah. So you you can control your destiny. Whatever you want, what you want in the future, make decisions now to go on that route. Two, a predetermined course of events often held to be an irresistible power or agency. The synonym is the word fate. And this is a topic that I think about pretty much on a daily basis. Do we have fate? You know, a lot of people think about this all the time. Is there fate? Is everything predetermined? Do we have a destiny? Or do we? are we creating it as we go? Do we have control over everything? And uh, yeah, you know, the number one and number two are a little bit different uh, in, in terms of the example. You want to control your own destiny? Can you do that? Or is it predetermined? We'll never know. Well, we might know. But maybe we won't know. I don't know. I think there's scientific evidence maybe for both. It's a very complicated thing. So either way, choose which one you like and go with that and live your life that way. And be happy. This is going to be hard to pick a word of the episode. We had today despotism, desquamate, not going to pick either one of those, dessert, might pick that, Dessert spoon, dessert spoonful, I like it, but I'm not going to pick them. Dessert wine, contender, may not pick it, though. I like a a dessert wine, though. Destabilize, maybe not. Destain, probably not. Destalinization, while I think it was probably good to do that, don't know enough about that, not going to pick it. Destigmatize, also a very good one. Destyle, probably not going to pick that, but I, you know, it's art, so that's a good thing. 
destination, destin, and destiny. Ooh, this is so difficult. So, you know, the, the top choices are dessert, destigmatize, and probably destiny. Hmm. My destiny later tonight is definitely going to be dessert. And I have de I have no stigmatization. I have that I have destigmatized that for sure. Oh, I don't know. Maybe should I I mean, okay, those are the runner ups. I don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do because they're all very important. Um, I mean, normally I would probably pick dessert, but I just find destiny. Why did these have to be in the same episode? How, why did that have to happen? Um, ooh, all right. I may have to uh, pick later. I don't know if I can pick now. What? Should I flip a coin? I don't have a coin. There's no coins here. Uh, 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 destiny, destiny and dessert. Are there other good dessert words that we'll pick later? There are. I mean, there's always good dessert words. I mean, we haven't even gotten to donut yet. That's a good one. Destiny, I don't... I mean, there is fate. There is fate. Predetermined. Oh. Should we just pick something completely different? This is just a waste of time for everybody. Let's pick dessert as the word of the episode. Dessert. Dessert. Don't go deserting me. I want the dessert in my life. Dessert. Come over here. Be my destiny later tonight. Oh, yeah. Dessert. Mm-mm-mm. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. Hello, my name is Michael Hunter. My buddy, David Spencer, and I have a new podcast all about one of our favorite internet sites growing up, HomestarRunner.com. You know, the guys that did... Looks like we're gonna have to jump! I said, come on, said, come on. We're going through every Flash cartoon on the site in release order. I've seen all of them, David has seen most of them, and David's wife Alexa pops in and watches them for the first time, just for the show. Come on, Fahooglapods, a Homestar Runner podcast, available wherever podcasts are sold, and at pipedreampodcast.com.